Welcome to People Time, motherfucker. Oh, fucking, I love this goddamn podcast. <laughs> That's why I'm allowed to rub my dick in your face. Just throw it in the crowd. <laughs> Fuck you. Blah, 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 blah. She didn't marry Jesus Christ. Hey, I'm fucking loose as hell up there, man. That's cool. Fabulous. Welcome to People Time. Whoa. We are back with another new episode for our dabblers. Man, we do this all the time, dabblers. Yeah, once a week you guys get an episode. Is that how often it is? Yeah. Every Monday. Seven days, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty intense. How often we're doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to the show. Motherfucking program. Yeah. Welcome to the program, Jesus. guys. Jesus. What a good time. Yeah. It's a great time to be alive in the podcasting world. And a good time to learn about people in the past. Oh, my God. This is all working out so well. <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to the thing we do every seven days. Mm-hmm. Thank you for uh, all the things. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of people coming in to uh, comment and leave us messages of people they would like to learn about, and mm-hmm. we have been fulfilling a lot of those. We got a bunch of requests recently. Yeah. So uh, if you have a request, go ahead and leave a comment on Facebook mm-hmm. and uh, tell us who you, you would like us to learn about. Yeah, you have to subscribe to every platform first. Just, and and rate us. Just kidding. But you don't you, have to. I, I prefer that you do. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. You can find us on all the podcasting platforms. Yeah. I've had a few requests from people who I know don't listen to the show. Uh, oh, yeah? Maybe they've heard a few episodes, but they have thrown requests out, and I'm like, fuck, I'll do it. Just listen to the goddamn show. Well, it's nice because we've had a lot of uh, requests from people that I don't personally know. When, it's, when we first started out, it was people we knew. And mm-hmm. now it's getting to the point where we've got a lot of listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're in the millions now. So we're getting a lot of podcast requests that uh, mm-hmm. I don't know them personally. Uh, we've tried to meet all of them um it so takes time to research and then yeah. record we also have a buffer of how many episodes that are already recorded and ready to come out right but we we still do these requests and then we try to put yeah. them near the front we try to and we still have our own lists that we pull from so yeah. not every episode is a request but um hank has reached out to me via email and mm-hmm. he has requested many things oh not any any people time nope nope other kinds of requests oh yeah like, he wants your dirty socks or something weird like that? Uh, yeah, it's socks, uh, hair clippings, mm. the enamel from my teeth. Oh. Yeah. How do you even... My neighbor's urine. <laughs> and then just a lot of dirty stuff. Hmm. Well, thanks, Hank. Thanks for the request. Keeps, we will... Keep sending them. Hey, we'll send them out to you, buddy. Thanks for giving us the address, mm-hmm. and we will send those things to you. I send him my toe clippings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you have requests, send us an email at peopletimepodcast at gmail.com. We'll mm-hmm. respond back. We're also pretty active on the Facebooks. Yes. You can message on there. Indeed. By the way, what is your name? Oh, my name is uh, Shaman Josh Porns. Shaman Josh Porns. That's correct. Uh, is that a reference to anything? It's actually an anagram for Marsha P. Johnson. Huh. <laughs> Which is who our People Time podcast is up today. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, yeah, I am Bernard Black. Mm-hmm. That's a solid name. Thanks. It's a little devious sounding. Of, of black books? A little scary. I sell books, but I don't like people coming into my shop at all. You don't like black people? Is that what you just said? No, that's you don't not like when, what I said. You don't like when black people read? You got a <laughs> problem with that? In your bookstore? You are making up a lot of things. <laughs> you said it. 
I I'm fine with black people reading. I don't know what your problem is. Oh. <laughs> Bernard Black. Don't don't tease me. <laughs> don't Socrates me. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Speaking of requests, Marsha P. Johnson's a request. Yeah. From your wife. Oh. Yeah. Who? I don't know if you. Who let her that. out? I'm not. <laughs> what? Oh. She came out briefly. Oh okay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's like a double entendre right there. Because yeah. Marsha. We'll get into that. Yeah, that'll come up. Well, do we want to do the fun fact of the day before we get into Marcia, your Marsha, Marsha, Marsha P. Johnson. Yeah. What do you got? So I found a, a pretty fun, interesting fact that I thought was it's kind of funny. So there is a Japanese soldier who was named Hiro Onada. Mm. And uh, he did not know that World War II ended until 30 years after it ended. Mm? Yeah, he didn't. Like he, in the, what? Like in the 70s. <laughs> 1974. So, mm-hmm. so what? what happened was, he was a Japanese soldier. He got sent to. Was he deaf and blind? No. Oh, that would have helped. But he got sent to the Philippines for his mission, you know, to go uh, yeah. carry out his his orders. And he was there with a bunch of other men, um, most of which either died or eventually left, uh, surrendered, anything like that. However, he, with a small group of people, ran up into, I guess, the hills to go hide in the jungle. Hmm. And uh, when the war ended, like, they were attacking and doing little stuff here and there. What? Yeah, they were bugging people. Like who? Just the locals? Like local police and stuff. <laughs> but uh, so they sent— Die, Americans! <laughs> like, what? <laughs> they sent up pamphlets being like, the war has ended, which, of course, they thought was just propaganda, and that if they were to come out, they would be shot and killed. 30 years, dude. So they stayed up there, and it gets to the point where they're like, keep sending them more stuff. Like, hey, the war's over. Check out all this information. We're even to not the point, fucking kidding, dude. They even sent them pictures of their f- own family members being like, we had, like, enticing them, like, come <laughs> on, like, your family wants to come home. Please come home. We know who you are. But they were hiding so well, they couldn't just go find them. It's a group of people? It's like a, a small group of people, like Whoa. four or five people. As a matter of fact, one of them decides to just go ahead and leave. And he walks away and to go surrender. And mm-hmm. then he finds out, of course, like, oh, the war's over. However, he, he just walks into modern. Manila, <laughs> and there's cars and people walking around. He's like, shit. Hmm. Uh, huh. Yeah. And so they thought that he got captured and for sure was either killed or imprisoned, and that only made them more paranoid. So they continue to stay up in the hills until finally his old commander, I guess, apparently came back and was like, dude, the war is over. What the fuck? And he's like, oh, okay. Oh, seriously? So that guy was fighting a war that didn't exist for 30 um, years. 30 years of that guy's life. Was just I don't know what to do with that. Hunting food. Is uh, is there more to this story? Like, did they become like a weird sex cult, and they were just like, no, let's do stay up here and do each other's butts. <laughs> I don't think so. Because what else? What would incentivize you to stay up there for thirty years? I guess if you're a good soldier and you're like, the war is still going. This is a big war. I guess yeah, like never surrendering is a big thing to them. And he was told that he should never surrender and never commit suicide. So he just hung out. There was enough fruit and shit. Yeah. Thirty um, years. What the fuck, hero? But yeah, so you can go. You can go look that up. It's pretty crazy. That is insane. I no, I've never heard of that. I wonder, like, how many nights did he stay up just sharpening his knife? Like, oh, these American while, you know, the '60s is going on, <laughs> yeah. and we're in a completely different war. Yeah, like, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna gut him. Yeah. And there's not an American in like 200 miles. Pretty much. Two, well, several thousand probably. Well, you know, maybe at that time there was even some. There were just tourists just hanging out. <laughs> 
Like, I, right, like a family fine. taking pictures. And yeah, he's up in the hills unbeknownst. Just... I can see you. Yeah, you're trying to trick me with your cameras. <laughs> that fat old American. I know you're. you're a, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, there's your fun facts for the day that some, uh, to, a couple of men. Way to go, hero. Yeah, we're just. Uh, you're kind of a weirdo. Yeah. He's mm. dead now. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, most World War II folks yep. have uh, have passed away now. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, who are we doing again? Marsha? Marsha P. Johnson. Marsha P. Johnson. I didn't want to do this episode. Why? Still kind of don't. Why? I don't feel good. About? It's too much. Okay. Yeah. Marsha's like... Marsha, like, literally to some people, like a spiritual leader. Okay. And I'm not afraid of spiritual leaders. We can do more of those for people time. But this is somebody who, in an active community, the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. she's very important to them and revered. Yeah. And that's not what we do around here. No. We don't really have reverence for folks. We have a lot of dick jokes and swear a lot. Mm-hmm. And I am not the guy you want to ask these kinds of questions to because I don't even know what all the different things stand for. Well, we're two middle-aged white men who don't... Cis, straight, yeah. suburban. Yeah. We don't know anything about Marsh's However, life. anybody can learn about this stuff, and I think it's interesting that we uh, help as well. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it, within the People Time script, she's exactly what we're looking for. Perfect. Uh, interesting, influential, dead... All right. That's the most important part to me. There's the three criterias. That's it. <laughs> For your request that you send, that's what they got to fit. Except Hank, you keep sending me that dirty shit, man. Yeah. Thanks, Hank. He sent me a picture of his dick in a banana peel. Hmm. Really artistic stuff. He just slowly unpeeled it. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, what's in there? <laughs> what's in there, what Hank? Could <laughs> what could it be? Is that a penis? So, yeah, we have dick jokes. Um, I got another email. Which hopefully I think we should maybe preference a little bit that we do dick jokes on every episode. Unfortunately, we are immature assholes. Yeah. But at the same time, we might have to be a little bit more respectful in this sense because we don't want to aim them well derogatory because... We're not going to bite our tongues, but at the same time, there's not really anything bad to say about Marsha. Well, good. It's just more that... Um, I don't want to solely the yeah. We don't want to offend. Yeah, I don't. We're not looking to offend anybody because she's quite an inspirational figure. Um, yeah, there's nothing bad to say. There's fun shit to say. Awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird day. Well, when did Marsha? <clears throat> when was Marsha born? Marsha was born uh, August twenty fourth of nineteen forty five. Nineteen forty five. So yeah. World War Two is still just ending. Yeah, just yeah. wrapping up. Yeah. Yeah, she's more of a 60s person than a pre, you know, World War II folks. Right. Um, I did want to say, uh, again, with the not wanting to offend anybody stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're going to refer to her as she, mm-hmm. using the pronoun. Uh, Marsha was born a man. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. Well, so that she, means that's another person that has a different name from what they were born with. Yeah. So what was what was the original name, if that's okay to ask? Yeah, you're fine. It's uh, Malcolm Michaels Jr. Okay. Malcolm Michaels. Um, we're also going to use some terms that people may not like, like uh, transvestite or drag queen. Those are not uh, cool anymore. Yeah. Those are not cool terms. Uh, I'm going to use them anyway. That's what she used. 
Yeah. It was fine at the time. I'm fine with it now. Okay. I don't really care. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of in trouble for stuff like that, but I don't. I don't care. Well, um, what I was going to say is that one of the reasons I'm worried about this is uh, we have talked about a lot of pretty venerated figures. Yes. But they're in movements that feel like have gotten a lot of traction, and the LGBTQ community is still right now working on some pretty big stuff. Yes. You cannot turn away a black couple from getting a wedding cake, but you can turn away a gay couple. Yes. Yeah, separate bathrooms, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I don't I don't. In the United States. There are some countries that are worse and some that are better. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Well, it's all worse in Michigan. Yeah, Michigan and Alabama. I'm adding that to the list. We can hate them, too. We yeah. can. 1950s, 1960s Alabama. Anything before the 1960s Alabama? Probably still. Even now. I'm, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt because I don't know anybody. They banned abortion. Oh, yeah, that's true. Fuckers. Yeah. Kill them babies. Yeah. That's what me and Hank have been talking about through email. With the banana peel? Mm-hmm. Mm. Dead babies. It's from a different angle, though. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so she was born in 45, 1945. 1945. Um, she is, at, well, this time he, you know, Malcolm Michaels Jr., uh, ha- is born in New Jersey, six siblings. I believe that she's the second of the six siblings. Her parents are uh, Malcolm Michael Sr. and Alberta Claiborne. Um, she did say that she dressed in girl clothes when she was younger, like up until when she was like five or six that she could remember. Yeah. But then a neighbor boy tried to, um, in her words, get fresh. Wow. Which, wow. Wait, which, how old was the neighbor? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, still a kid. Yeah. She did say he was still a kid. But in a different interview, uh, one interview she says get fresh. In another interview, she's a little bit more forthright. She says that he fucked her thighs. She was like, hmm. Wow. Yep. So that turned her off from dressing girl or boy. She was just sort of asexual for a while. She was like, oh, I got raped. That's a bummer. Which nobody nobody likes getting raped. No. No. So when she was 16 years old, she said that she married Jesus because uh, he's the only man she could ever trust. Wow. So Martha, it, sorry, Marsha, I say, I don't know why my brain goes to Martha. It's Marsha. Sure. I'm going to say Martha again. I'll cut accident. it out. Yeah. I drink a lot. <laughs> um, she is very, very, very religious. She um, was raised Methodist and went to Methodist churches and Episcopalian churches. And in her adult life was really into Catholicism. She just loved the Jesus stuff. Also, the marrying Jesus um just kind of comes up with her general quirkiness. Is it just like symbolic kind of more of a thing? Like I married Jesus as in? I don't know. Or is it kind of more like? She has some mental health issues. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. Um, well, when she's a teenager, um, I don't think that her mom knew that she was gay or possibly in a trans uh, identity at all. But her mother had mentioned that being a homosexual is lower than a dog. And she kind of started to feel more like, I'm not Malcolm. I think I'm somebody else. So this is when she leaves New Jersey, which, thank God. Right. New, New Jersey, Jersey sounds like... <laughs> sounds awful. Yeah. It's almost up there with Michigan. <laughs> um, it sounds dirty and horrible. So I, I take it neither of her parents uh, would have cared for her being gay or being trans. Yeah, you know, this is... 
This I mean, 60s. 50s, 60s. Although, yeah. I hear some pretty crazy stuff happen in the religious. 60s. So. What? Yeah. But it's a religious family. Right. Yeah, I think we can anticipate how they probably felt about that. Um, well, at 17, she left home with $18 in her pocket and some clothes and took a bus to New York City. Oh, nice. The big city. The big apple. Yeah, it is, actually. It's uh, Manhattan, and uh, she hung out in Greenwich Village, what it's called, Okay. Uh, which is where a lot of bohemian types, and there was a huge gay uh, culture over there. Oh, nice. I don't know much about that. I don't know about much about New York. Yeah, never been in New York. Mm. Sounds fine. Awesome. Yeah. Well, being gay in the 60s was not just frowned upon. It was being fired from your job beaten, institutionalized. Killed sometimes. Yeah. And when she's in New York, she starts being more of herself, like wearing lady clothes, uh, talking like a lady. She was just being more of who she felt like she was. So that made her not just gay, but drag, um, or you know what we would call trans now. So those people are just freaks, just garbage, dirt. Which ones? Trans people. Oh, that's a terrible thing to say. Not in real life. I just mean being gay at the time meant that's being what people thought of them. I was like, <laughs> what a weird time to like, wow. express these feelings I didn't know you had. Oh, this is awkward. Uh, no, I have no problem with trans people. This is how trans people were treated. Right, right, right. It's like just rats, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's a bummer. I mean, it's not it's, well. It's not really what, that much different today. I mean, we say. Yeah. bigger movements and it seems like a little bit more support but yeah there's still people out there that mm -hmm. that suck and want to treat other people just less just freaks is how they treated them like yeah. drug addict sideshows yeah kind of thing so um it's hard but marsha didn't give a fuck she's uh, just 100 percent herself i mean there wasn't any indication that she had qualms with being on the outside of society she was okay with it yeah she just Wanted to be yourself. Cool. Sounds like. Well, this is around the time that she changed her name from Malcolm to Marsha. Uh, Marsha, as far as I can tell from the research, is just a feminine version of Malcolm. Okay. That's why she went with that. P is the greatest part of her entire story. Okay. Um, because I have a urine fetish. Oh, I did not know that. Just kidding. The P in her name actually stands for pay it no mind. Oh. Yeah which is her response to questions of, are you a man? Are you a woman? Are you gay? Are you straight? It's just her way of politely saying, fuck off. Pant no mind. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, for somebody like me, and I'm not saying that I'm uh, ignorant because I'm very open-minded to the whole LGBTQ thing, but for me, it comes from a place of, I, I don't care. Yeah. You can be attracted to whoever and dress however. I don't just be, be cool. Be, yeah. I don't care. Well, that sort of, I think, reflects with, like, because a lot of people want to know, like, okay, so you're a man born with a penis, but you prefer to see yourself as a woman, but you're attracted to XXX, and it's all these huge right. labels. Nonsense. Yeah, it's like a different label for every scenario, when the truth is probably more that we're more fluid. Yeah. Um, I mean, on this show, we constantly fanboy about Elijah Wood. Oh, my God, Elijah. And, and men like that, and we don't identify as gay but that doesn't mean you know i i'm not attracted to sucking a dick i just haven't met the right dick yeah well i mean like if 
if Ryan Gosling came up and started to like, you know, kind of make a move on Give me, you a and I tried to like, you know, at first push him away, and then he kept on trying. Why would he keep trying? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, in this in this fantasy. I mean, not fantasy, fantasy? but <laughs> wait, why? Why would Ryan Gosling <laughs> force himself on you? <laughs> Are you? That? I'm not saying the real Ryan Gosling. I'm just saying, you know, someone who just looks like him. But no, it, or just somebody who walks up and says, "Look, like, I wouldn't. Tur- I wouldn't kick him out of bed." I'm Ryan Gosling. Oh my God! Take your pants off. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we. I mean, we we can appreciate someone who's attractive of the same sex. I just don't care. Yeah, yeah. Do whatever you want. But that was her. Yeah. Pay no mind. I think that's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's a fantastic way to approach that like well you're in lady clothes but you're a man so what are you and she's like pay no mind yeah don't fucking worry about it well johnson comes from the restaurant howard johnson's which from different research i found she either worked at or stole from like dine and dashed i don't know it's it's one of the other those are very two different things one or the other because when she she pretended to work there but then she really just took stuff and left that could be the case yeah um yeah she was I mean when she first got to New York I don't know if I've really expressed this she um she, you know she was homeless and sort of waited tables and just slept in random places so I don't know if she was working there briefly uh like you know as a waitress or just stole from them I don't know Huh. that's where she got Johnson from okay I guess she was just that big of a fan of the Howard Johnson it's like it's good food <laughs> so I love their I fucking love their fries. <laughs> I'm going to give them my last name. Uh, well, 1962, she met an 11-year-old runaway named Sylvia Rivera. Sylvia is a fucking badass. And if you do any research into, uh, you know, in LGBT, the T people, Sylvia and Marsha are humongous important icons, and they were friends. And Sylvia is a fucking badass. I recommend looking into her. Awesome. She was 11, though, in 1962, and she's an 11-year-old transgender runaway yeah. living on the streets, and she meets Marsha, who at this time is 17, and Marsha sort of takes care of her. She sort of gives, gives like, a mom vibe, Yeah, buys her some spaghetti. Ooh. Very cute little story. Yeah. I like seeing these two little kid like, kids. I mean, these are fucking homeless yeah. kids. It's 17 awful. 17 and 11. But they get some cheap spaghetti together, and they're just two teenage street queens for life. Shit, yeah. Yeah, they are best friends. It's a pretty cute story. Uh, Sylvia comes up throughout her story because they're pretty much always together. Well, she is, uh, yeah, like I said, a homeless street person. She starts uh, prostituting, uh, sleeping with Johns for shelter and money. Yeah. Um, was that Did that become a problem because of the scenario of how people treated trans and how if she was prostituting herself? I mean, because her dick popped up? Yeah. Yeah. So... She hung out in neighborhoods where most people knew that these were transvestites. Okay. So I, from what I took away, most of her clientele, I think, knew that they were that they were dealing with transvestites. Some probably didn't, and uh, yeah, she did get roughed up. Yeah. For stuff like that. Yeah. But she wasn't a small person. She could probably hold her own, but I don't see her as particularly violent. Violent. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to say. She's a very very feminine person. But, um. She also slept in, there's a movie theater that would have like a dollar matinee shows. So she would pay a dollar and just go sleep in the movie theater. That's pretty smart. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's a cheap room. And it's dark. Nobody will see you. If you wake up, you, you find yourself watching a movie. It's kind of nice. Yeah. 
It's kind of a dream for me. I was gonna say, it kind of reminds me, like, I like when people kind of come up with uh, smart ways of handling that kind of ways scenario. to survive. Yeah, I, I mean, this isn't exactly the same kind of idea, but I remember there was some guy who had apparently a very expensive car, mm. and he was going to fly away for a business trip and come back, and I guess if you leave your car parked in a certain lot, especially if it's an expensive car and you want it to stay safe, yeah. it costs a lot of money, but if you go to the bank and tell them that you want to put a lien on it or whatever, and they take the car... Then you leave and you come back and you pay like the ten dollars that it took to process it all. What? And so now you get your car and it was kept safe. So, but you're still putting a lien on your. Maybe it's not a lien. I can't remember what it's called. When you put a something where they take it, where they like. It's the bank's property. <laughs> they give you money for the car that's a lot less than what the car's worth. So it's like a pawn. Kind of, but it's like I guess with the bank. And so they, huh. and you tell them, I'll, I'll pay it within 30 days, but really you come back two weeks early. And you could do that with a pawn shop. Yeah. Yeah, just pawn your car and get the money and then go, yeah, if you come back within 30 days. As long as they keep it safe. There's like a small fee. And it's cheaper than maybe paying, you know, Jesus, 100 bucks that, or whatever. I never so. thought of that. That is smart. So yeah, she found a way to kind of make a dollar go further. Yeah. Yeah, especially, you know, this doesn't sound like a super high class neighborhood, so she could probably sit in there for several movies and... Yeah. Chill out. Not have to worry about fucking random guys. I don't, I don't know. She didn't really seem like she had a problem with it, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Prostituting, you know, it's what you got to do to survive. Well, she slept under some tables in a flower market. The She is a very lovely person, very charming. Kind of made friends wherever she went. Yeah. She has this enormous smile. And the idea I took from the flower market people is they knew this is like a homeless girl, and they just let her sleep under their tables, and they would give her free flowers and she'd put them in her hair oh that's cool um she put all kinds of shit in her hair too she put like christmas lights in her hair i saw <laughs> in one picture and like a plush doll she <laughs> weaved into her hair and, <laughs> and uh she used beer cans as hair curlers oh big big curls huge yeah which i don't know if i was a lady i got a lot of beer cans <laughs> there you go <laughs> i'm right i'll maybe i'll wrap my pubes in them are they, are they that long? They're already curly, right? Are they not supposed to? No, no, that's that, that, everybody's that way. Don't worry about it. My, you're not weird. Oh, good. Okay, I'm gonna wrap some beer around my pubes right now. Okay. Um, it's not weird for me. Yeah, I don't feel. I don't feel. That's actually one of the pictures Hank sent me. <laughs> it's me watching you wrap your. Yep. Uh, I was like, how'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> His flux capacitor is working on all engines, man. Damn. Wouldn't that be crazy if Hank was a time traveler but was more interested in being a pervert? That'd be the best way to travel time is just to go. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't really care. I just want to be a per. I want to put my dick in a banana peel. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Marsha doesn't have money, you know, obviously, but she wants to look as fabulous as possible. So she got her clothes from the garbage, uh, from flea markets. Heard some quotes from people that she... Uh, could go to the flea market and for less money than anybody else throw together uh, a nice, very unique outfit made out of something. Sweet. All kinds of shit she would throw together. Um, someone said that they would go to those, uh, you know, pay for an hour motels, steal the drapes, and put the drapes on like a dress. There you go. Mm, resourcefulness. Well, and like, That's one way to put it. I feel like with creative people, they can always figure out how to make something look fashionable because... You know, like, fashion's obviously always changing, and it's always dependent on what yeah. everybody else is wearing. But if you come out with something unique and it looks cool, everyone's like, shit, where'd you get that? And you're like, the motel. Ma made it. 
Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm going to go to the motel, too. Dude, I want to be that legit. Yeah. Because that is a good, a, a good point. I don't understand fashion at all, but it does seem like a lot of it is about how do you look unique. Yeah. Without looking like too much of an asshole. Yeah. And, and yeah, Marsha just fucking owned it. She just did, yeah. She just owned it. Shit, yeah. Every video you see of her, she just looks uh, confident in her drape dress. Own it. Yeah. Own it. Yeah, do a little little sassy head wag. <laughs> uh, well, and she did say that she is drag, but she is not high drag because she can't afford that, baby. Yeah. So she's, she calls herself street drag. And she uh, she would grift on Christopher Avenue, which is a road that is in uh, Greenwich Village. Greenwich Village, sorry. And uh, she would just, you know, ask people for money. Do you have a dollar for a struggling actress kind of thing? Yeah. She just sort of got people's sympathy to make money when she wasn't hooking. Um, she's very, very friendly. And uh, everybody knew her. And there was a lot of talk about how New York now and then is not a particularly friendly place. Yeah. She's overtly friendly with everybody and always on the streets. So if you live in that area, you just know Marsha. Well, I'm glad that worked out because I always feel like there's kind of a trope where it's like if you're in New York and you're overly friendly, people think you're weird. And they're like, yeah. what, are you, what are you trying to what get you, from me? What do you want? <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Get away from me, weirdo. Yeah. And just my- because they're nice. <laughs> Well, and I actually act like that in my real life now. Like, why are you being so nice to me? Hey, what's your motive here? What do you want? <laughs> um, well, nobody really expected that out of Marsha. She was just th- that very, very genuine, over the top, I would say even almost like cartoonishly kind. Mm-hmm. And they actually called her Robin Hood of the Streets because she was a little bit older than a lot of the other teenage uh, runaways. Yeah. Which, you know, Marsha's story is fun because she is a very – nice confident person but she's surrounded by this fucking horror because yeah it's these are sometimes 10 11 year old runaways uh whose families kick them out because they're gay or trans and right this 17 year old girl has to take care of them that's crazy (laughs) on the streets and they have to like turn to prostitution and drug use doing a better job than their parents who just yeah yeah just be nice to each other is her kind of thing yeah um while she would, you know, get little bits of money through her different means and then hand it out to the street kids and that's cool. Kind of be their mother. Um, and a lot of people actually painted her as almost uh, Christ-like in that sense. She well, was she was very religious, you were saying. Exactly. Yeah, very selfless and maybe that's what she was just trying to be like her husband, G- Jesus. Jesus. Um, the research I did, there is footage of her ceremony with Jesus. Um, He's not white. I didn't want to. I didn't want to bring it to everybody this way, but I. I thought we already all knew. But all of us are still just pretending for some reason. We yeah. all know. We all know. They just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. He did still look kind of like you and McGregor, but. Ooh. Mi- you know, Middle Eastern. Yeah. But Middle Eastern, you and McGregor. Sounds sexy. Eh, not really. He's okay. Nah. Eh. Okay. Eh, it's fine. He's our Lord and Savior. It's more about his personality anyways. Yeah, I'm more attracted (laughs) to his personality (laughs) and his willingness to die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, being gay at this time is not just frowned upon. Like I said before, it's technically illegal. 
Um, it is illegal to serve a gay person a drink in a bar or exhibit homosexuality in public. Wait, wait, wait. It's illegal to serve a gay person a drink in a bar? Yeah. That's a law? If you know they're gay. What? Mm-hmm. I did not know that was a law. It was some kind of like cohabitating thing where they didn't want to turn bars into places where gay people would frequent because they didn't want gay people to be in the same place at the same time they because they're exist. gigantic perverts. Yeah, sure. Obviously. They're, they're, yeah, miscreants. So it's a shitty law made just to fuck other people over. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of the same thing as, like, with racism. Like, yeah. we don't want your color people in here, yeah. so we don't want gays in here. So they didn't have, yeah, you can't serve an an outwardly gay person a drink. Well, wait, does that mean it's illegal for the person to serve it or for it's illegal for the gay person to accept the drink? Probably both. Does the bartender also go get hit with a fine or something? Yeah. Hey. You, you knew he was gay. No I, no, I didn't. I didn't know. How would I know? I mean, he hit on me, but everybody hits on me. Look at me. The cop's like, you are good looking. Oh, shit, I have to arrest myself. <laughs> He's like, here, have a beer before you do. <laughs> sure, that sounds nice, friend. Shit. Got you on two counts. Yes. I'm like, I am so going to arrest you and then have sex with you. Don't. Handcuffed. Shit. I've got some ideas. And the, okay, no, let's, let's do this. Yeah. Let's figure this out. <laughs> that bartender says this every week. This happens to him. He's good. He, damn, he's good. Damn, he gets me every time. <laughs> it's the same cop, too. <laughs> it's never anyone else. It's, it's, it's just those two. It's their cool little role play they do. Yeah, they're actually married and they live up upstate. Yeah. They're very happy. But they have to, yeah, it's hard it's to keep, keep things, things spicy. Yeah. It's hard to keep the energy. I get it. Yeah. You know, me and my wife, we just look at the emails from Hank. She hates it, but. <laughs> but it gets you going. I force her to. <laughs> you look at these. It's like, is that those M&Ms coming out of his ass? Yes. Count them. <laughs> well, uh, so that. People who were homosexual in public, and then, of course, people who were overtly uh, of a different ilk, like the uh, transvestite community, were arrested just all, constantly, just all the time. I didn't know this. Now, I knew that I knew that you know people that were gay or trans didn't have a good time at all, mm-hmm. obviously. But I didn't realize that they were necessarily getting arrested all the time. Constantly. I well, think, especially the trans people. Yeah, because they were arrested for indecency and you know and prostituting. But I mean, prostitution because it's illegal for everybody. I could see that. Yeah, but yeah, that's, they were targeted. Yeah, they were targeted in specific for it because it's yeah, it's one of those things where you know people could be like, oh, but they're ewy. I don't yeah. like them. I don't like that they exist. Just put them in jail then. Let's just do that. Can we just put them in jail and hope they die? And the yeah. the sheriff is like, yes. Chief of police is like, that's what else are we gonna do? You have a better solution? All right, round them up. Round them up. We're going to put them in the cells, and hopefully they just stop existing. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Humans aren't so great with the logic. Well, uh, they could try, they could, groups like of people like this could kind of be themselves in a safe-ish um, community in Greenwich Village, where bars would get raided, but not as often. Because Greenwich Village is like, as far as I know, it's still like this. It's sort of a, a bohemian art-type gay-plus neighborhood. Yeah. Where those types of people hung out. Um, for country folk like us who have never been to the big city, sure, it is just south of downtown Manhattan, if you were curious. Oh, yeah. Um, it's kind of by the Chelsea Hotel area. 
which is that Leonard Cohen song. Oh. I remember you well in the Chelsea Hotel. It's not one of my favorite Cohen songs. I only like the one, and somebody else redid it better, so. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Yeah, Jeff Buckley. Ah, yeah. It, it, I, I love Cohen, but Jeff's is a better, it's a better version. It's the best version. But in the Cohen song about Chelsea Hotel, there is the classic line where he says, You're giving me head on the unmade bed. He says that? Yeah. Nice. It's nice. Well, this, uh, in 1972, at a, uh, a place called the Gaslight Cafe in Greenwich Village, which is where Marsha hangs out, mm-hmm. uh, Mississippi Fred McDowell recorded one of the greatest uh, blues albums of all time, just oh. in case anybody was noticed. I ain't going back to that Red Cross stole. So, um, Fred becomes best friends with Marsha here on out. Oh, cool. Do they really? No. Well, yes. In my land. Oh. In my world. Can I join that world, too? Yeah. Oh, thanks. So, in People Time World, uh, the... Uh, Trans icon and the country blues singer Fred McDowell, best friends. Perfect. Here we go. Well, in Greenwich Village is a stinky, shitty hole in the wall called uh, Stonewall Inn. Okay. And the Stonewall is a bar that is like a hole in the wall of a hole in the wall. It's like. Oh, it's. It was. Is it outside? (laughs) (laughs) It's actually just a pile of dirt. Yeah. People just pour water in, and then yeah. they just stand there like this sucks. <laughs> so you want you want some beer? I don't have any. But I don't. <laughs> you should go find some. Kind of curious if you wanted some. <laughs> well, it's supposedly it's described as just awful, like no running water, very low light, uh, smelled just like what, like sewage or something or what? I don't know. It smelled bad. They just said it just was bad. But we don't know what it is actually. So we haven't looked into it. Well, kind of gives it a charm. Mm. You know, like, you ever wake up and be like, I want to be in a place that's just horrifying. That's what we're opening business for. Hold your breath as best you can. Come on down. The drinks are watered down, and they're not safe. (laughs) Needles in there. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, where do you even get the water from? There's no water here. Mm, Don't ask questions. Just drink. You're going to have to guess about that. (laughs) Um, Well, a lot of uh, the... uh, Gay communities loved it, though. So Stonewall was... They did? Yeah, because essentially Stonewall is owned by the mafia. Really? Mm-hmm. And the mafia know that they're using it as a gay club, and they pay off the police not to raid it. Why? Well, it just take money from the gays. It's just a business opportunity, because the gays didn't have anywhere to congregate. Because every bar they went to, they got arrested. So they didn't care, as long as... They were just like, yeah, so... Well, the mafia doesn't give a shit. They don't... They just like the green... Yeah, I mean, if anything else, you could say there's that about them. They're not, <laughs> well, they probably are still homophobic, but they don't, <laughs> they'll don't. take your money. Yeah. So they'll, they'll let the police go away, though, too. And that's the thing is that they could pay off the police from raiding them, but the police still would occasionally to sort of save face. Mm. So if you go to the Stonewall, you're less likely to get arrested. Gotcha. For being yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah, that's, the whole, that's so bad. It's horrible. Yeah, it's just odd. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah. So, they, the memories of them are mixed like that. Some people be like, it's awful, it's disgusting, it's run by the mafia, and they're like, and it was wonderful and beautiful, because we were all there together, and it was safe, and it was fine, and so a lot of people have the kind of mixed yeah 
memories of it. Well, Marsha hung out there, and um, on June the 28th of 1969, um, I'm going to tell you a bunch of scenarios, and one of them is maybe true. Nobody knows. Oh, cool. So, maybe I won't, like, detail it all. It's just that what started the Stonewall Riots and what physically happened at the Stonewall Riots is disputed. So, wait, real quick. The Stonewall Riots, this is a big thing. Huge. Because I've only heard of it, but I have no idea anything about it. Welcome to people time, motherfucker. Oh, fucking, I love this goddamn (laughs) podcast. This is what we do here. (laughs) Stonewall Riots. Yeah, if you don't know about the Stonewall Riots... uh. You know, maybe look it up or just listen to me for a minute, I guess. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll I'm going to listen to I'll you. give you a little primer. The problem is that we are dealing with, it's about, from what I understand, about 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Okay. In a club club bar. Mm-hmm. So everybody's fucking wasted. And a lot of these people are homeless, so maybe drugs are involved. A lot of them are very high on the character scale. Okay. So... The different stories that are told, fuck, man, I can't tell you what happened. <laughs> Fair enough. I can well, tell you what a lot of people say happened. Well, how old is Marsha, and what time frame is this? Well, it's 1969, Ooh. so she is 24. Okay. So there is um, one story in which the – okay, so one thing we do know happened. The police did raid Stonewall, and they did this occasionally. They come in, they just round up um, – and again, if you ask if you ask a gay man who was there, they come in and, and arrest gay men. If you ask a lesbian, she said they come in and they arrest lesbians. You ask the transvestites, the police always come and just arrest the transvestites. There's this thing back then from those three groups where they're all convinced that their group is more valid and important than the other one. And, okay. And more um, discriminated against. Exactly. And I'm not uh, not passing judgment. I know that's what groups of people do, especially when they're up against it and trying to prove that they are worth something when they're Probably told they're not. Probably were all discriminated against equally, and it felt very strong towards them. Yeah. Because they were a part of that group. Well, I think it's fair to assume transvestites were... It seems to be what would... Worsened. Yeah, it seems to be like what it would be most likely, but... Yeah. I'm sure everybody... If, I mean, if you're getting discriminated against to Just, the point of you know, losing your job, all that kind of shit, possibly have, being killed, I'm sure you probably feel like it's very strong on you. Yeah, where you're like, on your group. it's it's on me, because yeah. it's me who's feeling all this shit. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> the police do come in. Their, Marsha doesn't remember 100%. I think she was drunk. Okay. But there's one story that she got there later, and there's one story in which she was there from the beginning. And there was apparently uh, potentially a, a uh, lesbian named Jackie Hermona who was fighting the police, and like the police were roughing her up. And uh, she kind of turned to the crowd like, what the fuck? Are you all just going to stand there? And everybody kind of got sick of constantly being raided and living in fear. And so they just fought back and Shit, yeah. fought the police. There's another story fuck that – Fuck the police. Yeah. No, yes. Sorry, I thought I'd just throw that in there. It's coming straight out the underground. Yeah. So um, I was trying. I was going to wrap some I'm more. <laughs> I'm not going to. I okay. chose not to. Thanks. The, well, the very the day, the very next line of that has an N word in it, and I'm I think oh. I'm already being offensive enough. Yeah. So another story is that Marsha was in the bar, the police come in, and she throws a shot glass at the mirror behind the counter and yells, "I got my civil rights." Yeah. And it is called the shot glass heard around the world. That's clever. This never happened. But oh, that's clever. Did you come up with that? 
No, that's that's what it is. Yeah, a lot of people think that it might have actually happened. Oh, um, cool. I guess I shouldn't say it didn't, but it sounds less likely than the other stories. Okay. But they say that she threw the shot glass, and everyone was like, "Yeah, you're fucking right. Let's go kick Let's some get ass." Get them. Fuck those police. Which I I love this story of like transvestites fighting the police. <laughs> it's, it's cool. Fucking awesome. Um, and in interviews, Marsha was asked about it, and she's kind of unclear. She's it'll come up later but she doesn't think well hmm. and that's just my judgment i'm sure she's a plenty intelligent person she just can't stay on topic and when asked about what happened to stonewall she just preferred to talk about the outfits that she was wearing at the time and okay uh, just bring up little historical tidbits i wonder if she's doing that on purpose or that then that could be the case she's just a very high uh she's very unique yeah yeah, very unique. Her yeah. personality is just bursting out, and I think it's hard to keep up with her. So when asked about a specific question, if she's not into it, she's going to talk about her dress. Cool. So she never really said 100%, but she did say that she saw a fire at the stone wall and that she went and grabbed Sylvia, her friend Sylvia, who apparently was doing drugs in the park next door. And they were like, something's going on, and so they run over there. Um, that's how some people say Marsha got involved. Others people say... That um, Judy Garland came back from the grave and started it, pushed a cop. Nice. Um, other people say it was the spirit of Lady Gaga or maybe Eddie Izzard or Nathan Lane. Before they were born. Yeah, that they were there. Whatever, general upheaval occurred. So either she was there from the beginning or she might have showed up afterwards. But she was there. Yeah. yeah. And she is accredited as being one of the people who did a lot of fighting the police and lighting did they fires. Kick the, did they kick the police's ass? Like, what happened with the... What was the end result of this fight? Uh, the police did back off. Several people got arrested, and then the police were like, these these chicks are crazy. They're going to punch our head off. Well, one thing that I... And, I, I mean, obviously, I did the research from Marsha's angle, so there is a lot more, like, transvestites did more than the other people. But I do tend to believe it, in a sense. So Sylvia brings this up a lot, and Sylvia feels that the white middle-class gays have no idea what it's like to be from the streets. Yeah. And she's like, people, transvestites from the streets are tougher than those white middle-class, soft-handed gay people. Probably have to be, I would imagine. And I think she's right. So when it comes to starting fights, transvestites can fight. Yeah. So that's what happened, as far as anybody can tell. Um, I don't know what to say about this, but several people said that the... At one point, many of the transvestites had a Rockets kick line. And I know that sounds like something I would make up. A Rockets kick line? Rockets, you know, like uh, like a line of women who, who lock do arms the and leg knee. kicking? Cha, da, da, yeah, cha. Can, can, can you do the can, can. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they did while they were. I don't I know. What, that's awesome. I hope that's what so happened. That's fucking cool. You know. The gay, After the kicking gay the ass. Of, the gay sense of humor is very sassy. Yeah. And... How much of this is an exaggeration or a complete fabrication or fucking real? I can't tell if, you. If, you know, if if they've got that much personality to kick the shit out of a bunch of cops and then start hey man, kicking them. I believe it. Shit, yeah. These ladies have a lot of character. Well, several people I heard actually sang the same song that apparently the Rockettes kick line was singing. It goes something to the effect of, we are the Stonewall girls. We wear our hair in curls. When it comes to boys, we really hypnotize. We don't wear underwear to show our pubic hair. (laughs) 
and there are several other verses of that. Yeah. Um, this has been expressed as, you know, a kick line as in kicking police in the face, and others as like a general celebration. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm down for that. That's cool. I think it happened. <laughs> uh, there was another report that maybe a transvestite was being arrested and like being put in the back of a paddy wagon, like her foot slipped and she kicked the cop. And so the cop started wailing on her and that's what got everybody excited. I don't know. But there was one quote from a guy who was there who said it was fabulous or fabulous. His words, not mine. Right. He just wanted to make sure that everyone knew that he called it fabulous. It's fabulous. Yeah. Yep. Play on the words. I'm not allowed to use that word anymore unless I'm quoting. That's very true. (laughs) Yep. I got in trouble. Well, there's another legend that it was actually Judy Garland's Judy Garland's funeral that got everybody up in arms because Judy Garland is a huge um, gay community icon. She's not gay, but she supported them. Right. And she died in June, and the Stonewall riots was in July. It's probably not what happened. Um, There is a movie from 2015 called Stonewall that is crap. Oh, really? It's Why is it bad? It's just over-romanticized, and like it's this fake story about this white kid, white boy who doesn't know he's gay, who decides he thinks he might be gay, and he just happens to be at Stonewall, and he starts the riots. So it's more about this fictional character than it is about the actual yeah. events? It's about white saviors. There's yeah. There's enough of those. There's a better Stonewall movie from 95, which is campy and fun and looser, and I like it a lot. I did not know there was in any movie, so what's the one in 1995? Uh, I think it's just called Stonewall, but it's you got to look it up, the 95 version. And uh, it's a little over the top, sort of feels more true to what happened. It's closer to what happened, anyway. Oh, cool. Like, in the 2015 one, it's just fucking ridiculous. I'm not even going to detail it. It's just dumb. Okay. But the 1995 one is funner. There's more songs. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, there's more songs. He's singing. <laughs> That's cool. Um, well, Sylvia did explain that she feels the transvestites did more because, yeah, like I said, those middle-class gays don't like to get hurt or be in trouble. So she believes that not only were the transvestites the real starters and progenitors, but they were the ones who fucked up the police enough and started the fires and tipped cars over. Shit, yeah. And, uh, got so it, shit going. It went, like, further out into, like, the streets and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, so they're I'm out thinking the road. Like, Okay, I'm thinking all this, like, just happened in this shitty bar, but oh. really, it gets brought out. How far does it go down the street so, and stuff? Well, with the police involvement is that, so the police come in and start arresting people, and they go outside. Uh, everybody falls outside, and something happens where they get pissed off, and they start beating the police. Yeah. Some people said that the police, like, split in half, and half of them ran away, and the other half actually ran back into the bar, and that caused another big scuffle where there was more fighting, and by the time the police left, everyone was so worked up, they just started breaking windows and lighting fires. Yeah. There's a few cop cars that were still there. They lit on fire. Shit, yeah. I mean, it's a riot, riot. Okay, yeah. yeah. And it got everybody... I mean, this is the first time that this has ever happened, where the the LGBTQ community was like, fuck you. Yeah. We're going to do our thing. Quit fucking arresting us for no reason. And they felt fucking psyched. And apparently, the riots themselves went on for a couple days. Nice. Of just people burning shit, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But uh, whatever happened, it's highly disputed, but a riot did occur, and shit got thrown, and uh, some people got beat up. Yeah. That's what I can tell you 100% sure. And I feel pretty confident the Rockettes line, and then Marsha punched some people in the face. Nice. I'm psyched about it. Me too. With beer cans in her hair. (laughs) Um, Well, two weeks later from the Stonewall riots is actually when 
the Gay Liberation Front, is what they're called, started marches, like marches on the street to insist for gay rights and justice and to not be raided and beat up. And that starts the gay rights movement. Awesome. I did not know that. That's what we're doing right now. So is that what kind of starts like the march and like yeah, it starts uh, the pride every year. Awesome. Pride, pride festival every year is is around this time of year to celebrate Stonewall. Mm. It's actually why Pride happens when it does is because it's supposed to fall on the same time as Stonewall. Holy shit! I did not know that. I've gone to Pride for the last couple of years and I had no idea it had any correlation or well, why it was on that day. Yeah. Or weekend. That's the idea. It's uh, it's to it's to uh, uh, celebrate Stonewall. That's cool. That's like the start of, of that community being like. Is that well known? Am I just the idiot that doesn't know? I'm just going to be like supportive, uh, but I don't know why. I feel like I maybe kind of knew that, but yeah, I didn't really know that. No. Yeah. I couldn't articulate it. I could probably, before doing this research, I would have told you that pride happens to, I was like, something probably happened. <laughs> something with a wall. Uh. What's a gay? <laughs> That's where I was a week ago before I did this. Very nice. Research. Yeah. Um. Wait, what is a – what's a gay? So, like, you know when you suck my dick? Yes. That's – that's it. No. Yeah. People don't get arrested for that. No, not anymore. I mean, well. Oh, we would have gotten arrested for that? Mm-hmm. I would have had to light a cop's car on fire, I guess. So you're not getting a dick out of my mouth. I'm pretty sure my joke is totally inappropriate. <laughs> Yeah, this is why I didn't want to do this. I can't. I can't help doing dick jokes. I gotta like, I gotta think about it because it, it has a different context. Just, just that topic well, changes context a, a bit more. Well, that's why it's funny. Is we like to tell pretty inappropriate stuff, and I don't know. I mean, Marsha is uh, a a large black man who's also transvestite who has sex for money. Like, that all fits into jokes we would tell. Yeah. To make light of, and we like to make light of, but it's also serious. I don't know. Yeah, but it's tough. It's a little easier to kind of uh, lighten things up when it's something heavy, and uh, yeah, not this way when we try to lighten it up, it, it's heavier. So here's <laughs> what I'll do: during the Stonewall riots, um, Marsha pulled out her huge dick, fucking beat cops to death with her dick. Shit, yeah. Whack, whack, and they were just like, "No, it's a, it's very impressive, but please stop." It's hurting me. And she's like, it better. Yeah, fuck you. Take it. Yeah. Yeah. She would sort of like rub it on their face. And they'd be like, ah. I can't take this. I'm a Christian. No. And she's like, me too. I'm absorbing the gay. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I'm married to him. I know Jesus. Yeah. He approves of all this. Yeah, you follow him. I'm married to him. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm allowed to rub my dick yeah. in your face. <laughs> well, uh. This is when sh the trans community starts going to these um, gay liberation front marches and the, and the pride festivals that start happening. And um, they're not accepted in the same way as the gay or lesbian communities yeah, are. I've noticed this. Even today I've heard this. So yes. I don't know why, though. Still not, still not figured out, I don't think. As far as I'm aware, it's like – and this is just from a few people I know, so it's not – a consensus, you know. Sure. I, I don't. At least I don't know if it's consensus, but I've heard lesbians say that they don't like gay men. They <laughs> I have find heard, them to be annoying. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard uh, gay men say the same thing about lesbians that they don't like lesbians. They Too find butch. them to be annoying. And then I've heard both say that they don't like trans. And then trans is like, what's wrong? Like, what's why? the deal? Like they don't. Well, so, so from what I heard, um, 
it's speculation, I guess. Because it's sort of like asking a racist, why are you racist? <laughs> They're going to make shit up. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get an answer out of that. Yeah. yeah. So, They're going to justify it in some stupid exactly. way. So the only honest speculation I could find was, was is going to end up being psychological, where people are like, so gay men don't like transvestites because they think it like makes a mockery of the masculinity that they're trying to reclaim. Because hmm. like, the stereotype for a gay man is that you're overly effeminate, yeah. and they don't want to embrace stereotypes, and they don't want to have to feel like they have to be effeminate to be gay. Right. So transvestites, also being men, acting effeminate is offensive to them. That seems just silly to... Uh, dumb. I mean, it's kind of like we were that's saying. the case. If you're asking someone. That's yeah. the case. And then the lesbians also hate <coughs> the transvestites as well. well and I'm just saying this is back then, and yeah. And, and this is only people we know. I'm sure it's not across the board. There's no way it can be. I, and I'm sure it's a lot better. But I remember when the first no. time hearing about this, because when I was talking to somebody, and there was, it was a gay man who was saying, that like, yeah, I, lesbians are annoying. Um, part of me wanted to be like, I thought you guys are all like fighting for the kind of the see, same thing. Yeah, you same feel page. Like you should be on the same side to both push each other. And I think that there are definitely people out there. I mean, when we go to Pride, there's definitely. Well, I, I, I mean, I mean, they support each other. Yeah, like you do you, but not near me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, it's got to be not across the board. It's only the few people I know yeah, that it's the. It's the same thing as racists. I yeah. think there's less of them than we think, but those are the loud ones. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, and the reason that I'm talking about this, which it might end up being the most offensive part of the show. All right, here we go. Oh, no, this that we're talking about right now. Oh, the, okay, the, good. The gays and lesbians hate the trans people. Okay. Like I was saying, what the fuck do we know? But yeah, I don't know anything. The reason I bring this up is that this is something that Marsha and Sylvia talked about a lot, where they felt like they were ostracized from an ostracized community. Which has got to be like pretty hard because you're already like frustrating. I thought right? we were all in this in the boat together. And now you put us on the lower peg of well, that even. So they were all in Stonewall together. Yeah. And if you ask Sylvia, the transvestites were doing the bulk of the rioting. Right. And so the riots create the gay rights movement. And when the trans people tried to join the movement, they were told, you guys are weird. So and we, won't, we don't want you representing us. Because when, when you're in the street with the signs, everyone's going to look at us and be like, what a bunch of freaks, and not take us seriously. So they start a movement that they're not allowed to join, essentially is what they felt like. Yep. Jesus. They feel like they started it, and then we're told, you're too weird, get out. Yeah, thanks for getting this going for us. Exactly. But go stand over there because you're too weird. And a lot of it is that, um, so Marsha's African-American, and Sylvia is Puerto Rican, and they feel like a lot of it is also racial. I'm sure, which is also probably pretty tough on that as well, too. So, there you go. Jesus Christ. Humans are, are fun. Humans are the worst. We're always doing a good job. <laughs> we never are. If, it, if, I've, if I've learned anything about history while doing this, is there's pretty much mostly shitty people most of the time. Yeah, that's probably about right. It's a terrible outlook, I'm sure. Yeah. But that's... We fit that. <laughs> I mean, I'm shitty, but I don't feel like I'm... I'm not bugging anybody, I hope. I mean, that's true. We're not We're not taking anybody's rights away. Yeah. Well, the American government is, and we pay taxes. So Michiganites. Don't even. They don't deserve... They don't deserve it. I'll take it from you. Well, um, there was one quote from a lady who said that in 1970, there was uh, another... Pride March in Los Angeles. I guess there was one in New York and Los Angeles. And there was a, a float that had a giant tub of Vaseline in it. Vaseline? Yeah. I just mentioned that because it's hilarious. And that's how in their face they wanted everyone to be like, we're not we're not in the shadows anymore. Look yeah. at our tub of Vaseline <laughs> from all the anal we do. <laughs> how much Vaseline was it? Did they just get a lot of it? I don't even know if it was real or not. 
Uh, yeah, I hope so. A tub of Vaseline. See, in my mind, just I saw a legitimate giant tub of Vaseline and a gay man in there just dancing like, yep. Shit, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> petroleum jelly. Just throwing in the crowd. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Unless you're here to support, then and people are like, join the party. This is so much fun. I got goobed in the face <laughs> at the pride parade. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, this sort of makes Marsha and Sylvia want to be more activists and take the gay movement into their own hands as best they can. Yeah. So they start an organization called STAR, which is stands for Street Transvestite Activist Revolutionaries. That's pretty good. And what STAR is, is it is a rented apartment that they actually rent from the mafia again because regular people won't give transvestites right. property. Uh, but the mafia doesn't care. So they get an apartment, and the idea is to let all the homeless kids in there. That's cool. To give them a place to live and give them advice and help them save money. And the long-term goals for Star was, like, well, permanent housing, obviously, fundraisers to raise money for, like, legal situations, uh, political reform for, like, gender choice on legal forms and licenses, like your driver's license and stuff like that. Sylvia talked about violent revolutionary or violent revolution if necessary, oh. um, because they are not fucking around at this point. Yeah, what Sil- did Sylvia's like? If they're not going to take us seriously, we'll kill them. What was Marsha like? Was she on the same page or is she no. different? Marsha, uh, this is going to sound really weird. Uh, maybe not a great connection to make as yeah. far as I don't want to offend either side. Yeah. But this sounds like MLK. Yeah, Martin Luther <laughs> King and uh, if they were if they were on the same team. And trying to achieve the same goal. Well, because MLK did something similar where they would create organizations to raise money. They'd have uh-huh. churches that would help out to help fund their organization. Yeah. And a lot of it was to support what they were doing. And then, But you've got MLK, but you also have um, the other side, which is... Take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And If uh, they're not going to give it to us, we're going to take it. Yeah. Which we've agreed is where we're at. Yeah. Kind of with Sylvia. But... Um, Marsha, well, so first of all, Sylvia recognized that Marsha is like a bodhisattva, like a like a angel oh. in the community. Like, people really, really revere Marsha because she's just always a fucking ball of sunshine. She's friendly to everybody. She talks really well. Like, like I was saying, she's hard to understand when I was saying that before. Yeah. But talking well in that, she almost talks in, like, quones. Yeah. You know, like in inspirational and confusing quizzical ways but everyone's like where people are like that might be some kind of christ figure like that's kind of she's a little off but always nice very independently like loudly herself all the time so is she like the face for she's the face for oh yeah man so at this point well in real life marcia and sylvia are the reason there's a t in lgbt that's cool like all my research indicated that they didn't want the trans people there. But they were able to... They forced them. Because, yeah, like they were saying, which I, I don't totally... I get, like, if, you, if you're if you on the streets, like, we need, we're need we fighting for our rights, but the people standing next to you are wearing women's clothes and they're a little off, the fear is that you won't be taken seriously. Right. And they deserve to be taken seriously, and that's what Sylvia and Marsha were saying. And so they forced the tea in there. That's they cool. forced it in there. Well, that's a all that Vaseline. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Star is is a really fun little scenario because it is a shitty, beat up, rundown four room apartment that had no electricity or heat. 
And Sylvia and Marsha actually fix it up themselves, which is insane. It's like me fixing something around the house without YouTube. It that, that does it's a nightmare. Yeah. I can't I don't know how they did it. Yeah. I don't know if they I don't know how two trans Do I just glue these like woods together to make a house? What is this? Is a light switch? New room. Is it just some kind of magic? Yeah. Do I just do a spell? Yeah. Well, Lightest honest. I just, like, if I flip it a bunch and nothing happens, I just yell, like, Dad! <laughs> Dad, it's not working! You just take the screws out, and then you just put a poster there. And I remember. Like, there was never a switch. <laughs> and I remember my dad's. He was in a completely different house. Dad! He's pretty far away, though, still. Does he hear you? No, it's just me going back to my. Then I realized to call, like, a technician or something. Dude, I YouTube everything I gotta fix. I don't know shit. Yeah, YouTube knows everything, but yeah. these two didn't have YouTube, and I don't. I had this funny vision because in my mind was like, maybe they just went to the hard sto- hardware store and asked. But these are two transvestite women walking into a hardware yeah, store. Really, like, yeah. how do I fix plumbing? These old guys are gonna be like, <laughs> hold on, I gotta call the cops real quick. One moment. <laughs> I'll be right back and tell you that. But hold on. So I don't know, but they, yeah, they fucking fixed it up and. Sylvia is 19 and Marsh is 25, so we're still talking about some pretty young, uh, pretty young people taking care of. Like I saw the numbers into the 20s, 30s, 40s, like number of kids that lived in this apartment. Damn, who were just homeless, uh, often trans or gay, drug addicted, uh, thrown out of their house type of kids. Yeah, and they called themselves. Well, I don't know if they called themselves this, but the kids called them mothers. And uh, they called the kids their kids. Yeah. Sort of this matronly scenario. Um, they would prostitute themselves, Marsha and Sylvia, to make money to keep the house going. Damn. And did make it clear that they didn't want the kids to hook themselves. They're not going to tell you what to do, but that you don't. That's not part of Star. Star is not a prostitution ring. Right. So that's what they did to uh, pay the bills. Um, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I was saying, Sylvia. Uh, recognized Marsha's effect on the community, so she wanted Marsha to be the president of Star, so that they had that face. And Marsha sort of admitted she's like, I'm not the leader type, so she's technically vice president uh, of Star. Um, this. Uh, so was that mean? Who was the president? Sylvia. Sylvia was. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sylvia is very, very much the revolutionary thinking type of person when you think of like a hyper activist that's sylvia also huge loud badass lots of ideas too i'm sure to yeah sylvia's yeah a very strong person kind of horrifying not not like in a bad way but like intimidating is what i should you want her on your team you do yes because she will yell at you (laughs) well i was just going to play this clip um this is actually a marcia at the time just to give you kind of an idea of uh well, you can hear her voice, but also this sort of gives you an idea of her, where she stands on revolutionary shit. Okay. Hey, what do you say? Pass the bill. Are you okay? Why are you here today? Darling, I want my gay rights now. I think it's about time the gay brothers and sisters got their rights, and especially the women. <laughs> she, she does this fat, sassy face after that. <laughs> yeah. It is trying out women, honey. 
they're they're just trying out. Good. So that's that's sort of Marsha. She's uh, loud, sassy. Yeah. I want my gay rights now. Well, I love that. Like, yeah, I'm on a welfare, and uh, I'm not gonna get a job until I get my rights. Cause, yeah. Fuck man. Fuck you. Yeah. Hey, it's it, it's a democracy. You know. Yeah. If we're not all treated equally, then you don't have to act equal. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. That's how I feel. That's why I burn stuff all the time, man. <laughs> my neighbor's house burned down last week. I don't know anything about that. I wish I knew how to edit this stuff. <laughs> it's too late. Well, uh, there is a uh, very large gay rally in 1973. That's actually where that footage comes from, in which the uh, uh, the gay revolutionaries get a whole big stage, and they're giving talks, and they're still not letting the trans people be part of that. They're just not letting them have a stage or give talks. So Sylvia actually bursts on the stage, and everybody knows Sylvia. Sylvia and Marsha are very well known. In, in the, the gay community? Yeah, around there. And not only just because they're around, but they're just huge personalities. Yeah. So Sylvia bursts on the stage, and there is literal booze from the crowd. Really? And the people on the stage are trying to stop her, and she steals the microphone. And there's even a moment where a, a, a guy comes up, and he asks the crowd, like, okay, wh what do you want to do? I mean, this is about us. Do you want to let her talk? And there's just boo, and... Let her talk and fuck you. So eventually she steals the mic and just screams at them. Yeah. Um, for being disrespectful and not respecting transvestites. And she says that kids write me from jail to star, not to you all. And, and you want to treat me this way? The fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And just screams gay power over and over again. Um, it's a very powerful moment. I think if you uh, look into gay history and look at some of the defining moments this is a huge pretty inspirational moment it's kind of hard to watch honestly yeah because she's up there just trying to be herself and be powerful and, and people are booing her yeah and um well she actually f ends up feeling so crushed by the community like rejecting her straight up to her face at a rally designed for her community yeah she goes home and slits her wrists oh man uh marcia actually finds her and saves her so she doesn't die but she's so broken inside that she just leaves. Like, oh man, she leaves Star House. Uh, she moves to like a suburb somewhere, and uh, she just never. Sylvia never forgave the movement for that. So she just she disappears for the movement from from now on. She never comes back. She sporadically comes back here and there, but because she leaves, and really, Marsha's not the business-minded type. She can't take care of star and so star just stops bummer yeah but it is star house and this speech and their general everything up to this point like i said earlier the lgbt the t is because of them all right so That's their did, shit did they get added in after this is this kind of where i don't know when that whole acronym came together yeah um i only heard about it last week well i guess more so i guess for the community then rather than the actual name but do they kind of start getting more acceptance or is it still pretty rough it's still pretty rough yeah as far as i can tell yeah i don't i don't think they have a great time yeah, <laughs> yeah. well um so after sylvia leaves and star house doesn't work um martha just kind of floats for a bit um i was going to talk about her mental health now a lot of sources that you're going to find don't um, a lot of sources don't want to talk about her mental health. Um, 
because I think it discredits because well, it's a common thing where people say that gay people or trans people exactly is a mental health or it's a mental issue exactly alone, which I don't agree with. I think it's a ridiculous claim. It's silly, but I can see why you'd want to avoid that if she actually had a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. You don't want that correlated because it's already a yeah, it's already an issue amongst people who that's, are shitty. That's what they were afraid of: is that highlighting that she had mental health issues would discredit being a transvestite or being transsexual, transgender, right. or even gay, yeah. Which there doesn't have to be a correlation at all. There it, isn't. It can be I, two separate things. <clears throat> I was curious because, I mean, I didn't buy that anyway, but I looked at some of the statistics, and no, there, there's not a... Okay, there is a higher rate of, of mental issues in transvestites specifically, but that's usually because they get thrown out of their house. I was about to say, it's not correlation so much as it's causation. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's more that the world makes them fucking crazy. Yeah. Marsha, I think, is a mixture of the two. She's described as always being a little bit off in a fun way. Yeah. But later in life, um, she probably has schizophrenia or maybe disassociative identity disorder. Um, it's kind of weird because nobody would totally talk about it a lot. Again, she's very revered. But from what I could find, she would go months just fine as Marsha. And she would just slowly over time become easily agitated and rude and volatile and sometimes speak in a deep voice, uh, sometimes stop wearing women's clothes and go by Malcolm and get violent. And she would get arrested. They would recognize that she has some mental health issues and they would give her uh, Thorazine, which is an antipsychotic. And she comes back, Marsha. Okay. So, I don't know. Was the drug – so did that particular drug work then as far yeah. as balancing? Yeah, they would give her these injections, and she'd be kind of hazy for a minute, and then she'd sort of spring back and be Martha for – or Marsha for a few months. So, yeah, I think she probably has maybe some kind of schizophrenic something going on. I mean, kind of makes sense. Uh, you get rejected from your own family, live on the streets. Fuck. Uh, resort to having to it's hook and <clears> – <throat> What do they call it? Um, survival sex. Yeah, yeah, where you, yeah, you have that's to gonna to come with a lot of baggage, unfortunately. You're not gonna feel great yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah, so there, there are a lot of weird uh, stories, and I'm not trying to make light of her mental health. But what happened was, one guy told a story in which she was standing in the road, um, like in the road, praying, and just looking up at the sky, praying. And a cop came to stop her, and she took his baton and hit him with it. And then went back to praying. <laughs> I don't know if this highlights her mental health so much as her personality. Because yeah. she's also just very religious. Yeah. Um, according to a guy that we haven't talked about yet, but we will name Randy. Randy said that she used to make offerings to the god Neptune, who uh, I guess is Poseidon, by just throwing things into the Hudson River. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that kind of conflict with the uh, Catholicism? Yeah. Well, unless Poseidon is a Catholic uh, saint. God. <laughs> God. <laughs> so it's God, Jesus, and Poseidon. Right. Everybody knows that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that, I mean, that's kind they of... They do have a lot of water shit in their religion. I know there's uh, people who are um, gay or trans that also are religious, but I also find it to be... It's always, to me, a little bit odd, because I feel like... I, I'm not a religious person. So it doesn't jive? Well, I mean... There's a lot of people who use religion against gay people. That's how they justify oh. their bad attitude as being like, well, it says so in the Bible, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
so whenever I find that someone is gay and they're like, yeah, I'm also religious, that's cool, whatever. But I always find it kind of just slightly odd. Cause I'm like, the people that seem to be the most against you are usually religious people. That's and true. That's usually the only reason why anyone's against someone who's gay is because their religion tells them so. You know. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's that's the general. I don't, I don't think like idea the I get. the baseline of any religion is anti-gay. That sort of comes up culturally. Yeah. So, I don't know. If you read the Bible the way you're supposed to, it's not anti-gay. I mean, yeah. Jesus was supposed to. Never. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it's, it's too dumb. big of a thing it's to get fake anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck you. You know what? <laughs> it's dumb anyway. Well, Marsh is really into it. Yeah. Um. There was another fun story I heard from a guy who said that she was naked on the pier of the Hudson River one time, and she was taking people's clothes and throwing them in the river as uh, sacrifices to Neptune. Nice. And she said that he or she uh, stole his shirt, and she was like mad at him, like, give me, we have to give it to Neptune. And he's like, all right, Marsha, okay. <laughs> Everybody knows what Marsha says because she's... It's Marsha. She's Marsha. Yeah, that's really what he says. You just do what Marsha says. So... Yeah, and we and we said that that's th- this as well might be one of the reasons that the community didn't want to embrace her because she specifically was kind of hard to depend on. She's a little loose. Yeah. In in the in the brain minds. Little. Hey, I'm fucking loose as hell up there, man. Little carefree too, just kind of. Yeah. Honestly, that too. She's just so much 100% herself all the time. Yeah. You can't really trust her to run a movement because. She's quirky. She's going to do whatever she feels like. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter if she... Yeah. Well, um, this time her friend, uh, Mississippi Fred McDowell, did write the song, Oh, uh, Marsha Lord needs to take her meds. Did that really happen? Mm-hmm. Did that really happen? No. Yeah. But there is a quote from Sylvia that says, I'm crazy because the world made me crazy. No, we were Sylvia, Sylvia said that. Marsha is also quoted as saying, I may be crazy, but that don't make me wrong. That's also true, yeah. So there you go. I think kind of like we said, being uh, this lifestyle does not make you uncrazy. Yeah. Yeah, and the world does not make you uncrazy. I can't even imagine have, having to take care of any children, let alone oh my God. a bunch of runaways that, that were rejected by their own family and have it by the dozens. And just to survive, they turn to drugs and prostitution and, and, and et cetera. And you're responsible for that now. Yeah. What the fuck? Like where... If you don't come out a little bit quirky after that. Where you have to go sleep with strangers, which, you know, maybe you don't have any qualms for or qualms with, but you have to think like, okay, I have to fuck 15 guys today to pay for to these make. 30 children. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And it can't just be any guy because you've got a dick. You, yeah, it has to be the right the guy who's a, not going to pull a knife on you. Probably a smaller <laughs> niche, a smaller genre. Of yeah, you got to know what you're doing. It's a lot of stress. Yeah. Well, in 1974, she did meet Andy Warhol, uh, which is Warhol. Oh. Andy Warhol. Hmm. Looks a scream, hang him on my wall. <laughs> it's a song. Nice. Yep. Well, according to her, and again, she's just sort of fun. She said she just walked into his studio and introduced herself, and he started snapping away. I think the truth is probably more that she met him in a club or something. Yeah. And Andy Warhol, uh, I don't care for. He's a very exploitative kind of guy, and he saw in Marsha a unique person. 
yeah bright colors uh unique story so he put her uh one of his photos that he took of her is in his ladies and gentlemen series Hmm. um she was paid fifty dollars for her involvement of that uh, but was not invited to the art show in which her picture was presented. That's lame. She went anyway and was thrown out. Wow. Yep. So enough to, you know, enough to get money out of you, but then go away. Mm-hmm. I'm only here to use your image to make myself look legit. Yeah. That's because that's what artists do. Shitty. Yeah. I think I'm one of those guys who's like, fuck art. I'm not bougie enough for that. Yeah. I don't shit about art. <laughs> Well, uh, Fred McDowell also said, Fuck you, Andy Warhol, you neurotic fraud. Nice. Yep. You're using a street person to make yourself look cool. Joke on a dick. Uh, is that track 11? Track, track 9? Uh, track, yeah, 8 or 9 on the Marsha P. Johnson album. Right. One of the greatest blues albums of all time. Actually, when I was mentioning it before... The Mississippi Fred McDowell records at the uh, Gaslight Cafe really is an amazing album. <laughs> <laughs> I just, when I heard that it was Greenwich Village, I was like, hey, dude, Fred Fred was there. <laughs> That's because I'm a fucking nerd. Well, she uh, is still doing her thing, walking around being called constantly gay saint, gay icon, gay street bodhisattva. Um, she, uh, let's see, she's still being considered the mother of all these poor kids that are on the street, even though she doesn't have Star House anymore. She is called the mayor of Christopher Street. Um, she was uh, one time shot after the story that she told is that she uh, was giving a taxi driver head mm-hmm. and then left. And I don't know what happened. I don't know what his problem was, but he shot her. And the bullet went through her pelvis what? and stuck in her back by her spine. Holy and shit. Because it was so close to her spine, they couldn't risk the surgery to take it out. So she just has a bullet in her back. Jesus. <laughs> so did she just go to the hospital? They're like, yeah, hey, we can't do anything. And then she's like, oh. Then they just sewed her up. Two weeks later, she's like, I guess I'll try cool. to walk around. Yeah, that's what happened. Shit, did it have any long-term effect after that? She never mentioned. Damn. No. But yeah, she got shot. Um, she also had knives pulled on her a lot. Um, she did kind of talk about how sometimes the people who pick you up know. Sometimes they don't. So it's kind of, you don't really know what's gonna, <laughs> right? What's gonna happen? Um, she did tour around with the uh, drag show uh, Hot Peaches, and uh, Hot Peaches is just a drag queen show. Oh, cool. She sang for. I haven't heard she of it. She sings like shit. She's a terrible singer. Okay. But has a lot of heart. So she is actually really fun to watch. She's very, I don't know. Well, especially if she's an icon. I mean. Exactly. I'm sure there's a lot of people that... You're getting Marsha. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that I like a lot that if they went to go sing, I'd probably go see, even if they sounded like shit. Just like, hey, that guy's cool. Uh, hey, that's a cool lady. Is that Obama? (laughs) I love this. (laughs) You can't keep a tone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, she actually stayed with the hot Elijah Wood? Oh, my God. He looks so good right now. Elijah Wood and Ryan Gosling singing together. Oh, they're doing a Rockettes line. <laughs> and you're just, like, absentmindedly best. jerking it off. Like, oh, my gosh. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. Now, the, she stayed with Hot Peaches for about 20 years is how long she hung out with them. And just, they did shows. They actually toured England briefly. Oh. Um, 
that was sort of a recurring thing is that she loves to sing and can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, throughout the 70s and 80s, she just kept doing the same thing. She's prostituting. She's helping street kids. She's getting robbed. She's fighting the cops. She actually kept a brick in her handbag. Um, Jesus. To hit robbers or police or Johns or whoever. Yeah. She just had a bag with a brick in it. She hit people with a lot. Kind of brings a whole term to that, like whenever someone like hands you like something to like here carry this like we got here back like what is this <laughs> right is like it full of bricks? <laughs> sure. She's like yeah. was like yes. <laughs> oh okay. Well, uh, an 18 year old hooker named Willie who knew her uh, was living with a guy named Randy Wicker, and it is December and 10 degrees outside. So Willie asked Randy if Marsha could move into their two bedroom apartment. And uh, Randy said, yeah, that's fine. And so she slept on the floor of their apartment and ended up staying there for 12 years. Damn. Yeah. So she just sort of moved in with Randy and Willie and Randy's husband, uh, David. And she just does her thing. Like, they lived in an apartment in New Jersey, and Randy did not uh, – well, it was not safe to be a transvestite in their building. Shit. So – Randy didn't let her dress like a transvestite in their building, so she would come and go dress as a man, and then on the bus, you know, put on her wig and whatever, yeah, and her dress and shit to go to go walk uh, back to Greenwich. So it must've been pretty dangerous. Yeah, it's still not safe to just walk around as a transvestite at that time. Maybe yeah. even now. I don't know. I've not walked around in a dress. It almost sounds like we could do like a black like me uh, kind of idea. You remember, did you ever read that book? Yeah, black like me. And I'm thinking about it, but. I hadn't had this thought experiment before, but yeah, if I, as myself looking like a dude, if I just put on a dress and I started walking around downtown, there's a good chance I get beat up just yeah. because. Yeah. That's, yeah, and that's now. Yeah. Yep, I hadn't thought of that. I think it'd be a little bit scary to try just because I'm afraid that that exactly would happen. That exactly, get beat up. And that's what's so funny is actually the more I think about it, I'm like, I'm not opposed to like walking around wearing a dress to see what happens. Yeah. But I know what's going to happen is I would get beat up. Yeah. I don't want to go to the hospital. Jesus. So this is her We're life. We're going to have to do the experiment to realize that this to is know. probably going to be. I mean. <laughs> this is not going to go well. And that would only be to get a taste of it just for a moment of thinking about, oh my right? God. Right. And this is her life. And like, right. she's just being herself. We're having an experiment that we can write off later. You'd have to have it Fuck. put in your pocket. I mean, like, this is an experiment. Please do not beat me up. So that way when they start beating you, you'll be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 this wait. This is a social experiment. This you're is, on camera. This is science. And they're like, okay, I'm still going to kick your ass. Yeah, like, That's fine, but you're on camera, so. And then the cop's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and leaves. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, I mean, we laugh at it, but that's that's what's going on. Jesus, that's what that's what would happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. beat me up for being a a gay trans teen. That's yeah. what happens to them. Well, uh, yeah, she lives with Randy. Uh, da- David Coombs is Randy Wicker's husband, and David actually dies of AIDS while Marsha is around. Bummer. She because she doesn't have a job, she takes care of him while he dies, and. She actually said later that she didn't think that dying would look like that. She's like, I thought it would involve some kicking and screaming, but he just sort of stopped moving. Which was like, well, that's kind of hard to hear. Yeah. Um, in 1989, she is uh, tested positive for HIV. So she actually starts being part of that community, like the AIDS activists. Yeah. Um, specifically, people who are trying to lower the price of uh, medications. Because they're still, as of now, astronomically high. Right. Um. So there was an interview that she did in uh, 1992 
where she said that in 20 years she sees herself in a mansion with a very, very rich husband uh, because she's like, I can't do 20 more years of this disco and romance. Yeah. She explained it. That's a cool way of putting it, of her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She talked, a lot of people said that, that in the late 80s and early 90s, she kept talking about how any day she's going to meet her millionaire, yeah. her millionaire husband. Well, on July the 6th of 1992, she is found floating in the Hudson River. What? What? Why? Um, I don't. Nobody. They no. don't know if it was. How old was she? Uh, I wrote that down. Forty-six. So she's forty-six years old. So I mean, uh, was she murdered? Was she, she? Well, so there's a lot of dispute about it, and um, the person who found her is actually a friend of hers named Marcus. I couldn't find his last name, but Marcus said when the body was pulled out. He swears there was a wound on the back of her head. Um, there's a documentary you can see on Netflix right now where a very awesome and strong lady named uh, Victoria Cruz um, investigates this whole scenario to try and figure out what happened. And she got her hands on the autopsy, and it doesn't mention a wound on her head. But, I don't know, Marcus was there? I don't know. Yeah. Um, there are, <laughs> kind of like Stonewall, it's, people are like, it could have been suicide. Um, but nobody ever took Marsha as the suicidal type. Yeah. Um, there was one person who said they saw a car full of guidos, that's their word, Right. Um, looking for fights, and so some people think maybe they, they picked her up. Um, her roommate Randy was, I don't totally know the story because he's hard to just decipher what Randy is, but Randy apparently was tr like starting some shit with the mafia, Oh. And apparently there there's a project over there called the Anti-Violence Project, which is like a pro-gay community that's trying to fight the violence that the, that community faces. Yeah. And um, uh, apparently somebody called the Anti-Violence Project and told them to tell Randy to leave the mob alone or what happened to Marsha will happen to him. Oh, so it sounds like there was... Maybe the implication mob, of her being yeah, hit. There, there's some sense that maybe the mob killed her to make Randy scared. Jesus. Uh, there's also talk that there was the police because she was constantly getting arrested and fighting the police. Um, fuck, nobody knows. So when was the last time someone saw her before they found her body? July fourth is the last thing that Victoria Cruz could prove anybody remembers seeing her. So July fourth, and then when did she? The sixth. So two days later. Yeah, is when they found her. Oh shit. That's mm. my birthday. The sixth. Mm-hmm. So you're actually I'm the, the reincarnation. Yeah. <laughs> you're the reincarnated Marsha. Yeah. So if you remember back in our previous episode, we talked about being reincarnated. Uh, I was being reincarnated as. Uh, you don't have as cool a hair. Well, I mean, I try. I guess the point we were saying is that we're less cool versions of. And I'm far less cooler than <laughs> Feynman or of Marsha. Could be. You know? Well, this was actually in 1992. I think you were already kicking around. Oh, so I couldn't have been. Maybe. Maybe you didn't have a soul yet. Yeah. <laughs> For the first couple of years of my life. <laughs> I was just... Like, your parents was like, we can't decipher a personality yet. I hadn't come on, on I hadn't come online yet. I and then just... in your birthday, when you're a toddler, you just sort of... That was the shittier version. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I don't do anything. I don't do anything cool. How do you feel about, um, like, singing for a drag show? Oh, well, that's <coughs> actually 
that's probably the one thing I would say I have in common. I love singing, and I have the worst voice. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't stop, so. I think that's definitive. Yeah. You're Marsha. I'm the shittier reincarnated Marsha. Yeah, I did a lot better in my, my previous life. Yeah, I mean, you created the, the trans movement. No, I don't do anything. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, her, and I, I could go on about speculation on her death, um, but really, ultimately, nobody knows, and it's just speculation. I don't know. I feel that there's a probably a better chance she was murdered than suicide. Yeah. She doesn't seem like the suicide type to me. Randy did say that she was starting to enter one of her, like I was saying before, she was starting to get kind of loopy. Right. Um, so he thinks maybe maybe she committed suicide or maybe she jumped in the river during some kind of hallucination and it was an accident. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I can't I can't prove it, but uh, there was a humongous funeral so big that mourners had to be turned away from the church. Oh yeah. Because everybody knew Marsha. Yeah. And she was cremated. Her ashes were spread on the Hudson River, and people actually created a goddamn parade from the church to the river for this, like, a legitimate parade. That's awesome. And then they started immediately screaming at the police. They wanted an investigation. And, you know, it, it's a homeless translator. They didn't do anything. Nothing happened, yeah. They, they don't give a fuck. Um, they did build, like, a people's memorial to her, which was just, like, where her body was pulled out of the water. They put some flowers down. And uh, I saw an interview. There was a guy who was standing by the memorial, and he's like, yeah, if she was killed by gay bashers, then we all killed Marsha, which I thought was a pretty powerful thing to say. Yeah. Um, she, let's see, there's a lot of stuff I've written down about her, the speculations on her death, but there's just, it's just what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Well, in 2012, somebody, I can't remember their name, actually was able to advocate for the case being reopened as a possible homicide. So it's actually an open case now in, oh, New, shit. in New York. So we'll see. I mean, that's still what? We're in 2019 now, so we're talking about... So nothing's happened. <laughs> yeah. So they opened it, and a guy looked at it and was like, Did you, is this a, a gay, homeless, trans... Yeah, and he just closed it. Yeah, I was going to say, seven years later, and we still... Because... People are awful. Yeah. That's what it is. I don't think anything will be learned. Well, um, I was surprised by a lot of Marsha. I did not know any of this shit. And um, Me too. I didn't know any of this. I didn't even know about Stonewall. Yeah, fuck us, man. Fuck me. I don't... <laughs> this is what I was saying earlier. Is like, what do two straight white suburban guys know? Nothing. Nothing. Until we look it up. But it's it's good. I like learning this I kind of stop shit. I watching sports and learn some shit, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, this is what we're here for. We want to learn more, and we want to, if other people are in the same boat as us where they didn't know, that's what we're doing. Just click on the episode. People time. God damn it. That's what we're here to do. Well, uh, a few things uh, just I wanted to throw in to add in. I was surprised by, uh, God, how many things I found where people would still talk about what is Marsha. So you'll, you'll find a lot of resources from gay people who are celebrating an icon yeah. of theirs. Uh, but then we'll spend an inordinate amount of time saying, okay, so was she transgendered uh, bisexual? Or was he such and such and such? And look, uh, I'm an advocate. You know, everybody do whatever you want to do, and I think it's natural. Yeah. But the movement is fucking obsessed with labels. And her middle name is Pay It No Mind. Yeah. Don't fucking worry about it. Yeah. Let people just be people. You don't need to label every goddamn thing. 
So is she pretty big within just like the gay community? Huge. Because the whole idea being that she, since she was trans and wasn't getting the respect mm -hmm. from the gay community at the time, now she is now, kind of an icon as well for all of it? Yeah. Good. Yep. Now um, she is accredited as being one of the fucking people. That's awesome. She's one of the necessary ones. And in some circles, even more. Because, yeah, like I said, she's sort of thought of as like a religious figure as well. Yeah. That she had this communion with God and had this very specific charitable personality. And that personality apparently never stopped. Yeah. She was just always taking care of kids and handing out money. Um, she sounds like a lovely lady. Just yeah. being nice. Um, she did mention at one point wanting to have, as they call it, the surgery. So, yeah, she was definitely on board with... Um, getting everything uh removed even though that surgery uh, is horrifying <clears throat> well and i'm sure extremely expensive probably have you seen it uh, I've, I've watched a small documentary on it once and it's uh yeah i don't know it's they split your dick mm -hmm. four ways mm -hmm. and then shove it in you mm -hmm. and then sew it in. yeah i mean <laughs> This isn't something I would want to have personally You're done. You're weirdly calm about this. I feel like I watched a documentary on this when I was like 18. Yeah. So it was a while back. I saw it not too long ago. And I feel like eh, it's, now it's just... Uh, well, Hank sent it to me, so I whacked it to it. But then then after, I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound pleasant. Yeah. I don't know. She was planning on it, but that did not... She was not able to live long enough to meet her millionaire husband, as I believe she would have. Um, there's no book. On Marsha, which I find tragic. Yeah. Um, somebody should get to work on that. There is, however, a transgendered hero's coloring book that she's in. That's cool. <laughs> not not quite as great, but I mean, that's it's yeah. a start. Yeah. Um, there is an artist who I'm fine a, a fond of. His name is Anthony, who has a band called Anthony and the Johnsons. Anthony is also transgender, and his band is called the Johnsons. In um, is honor it tribute? Of her. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he actually wrote a whole play called The Ascension of Marsha P. Johnson, which is not too bad. Um, Anthony actually did a cover of a Leonard Cohen song called... Um, he did? If It Be Your Will. Yeah, it's, it's pretty powerful stuff. Shit. You should look it up. Um, there is a fictional short film called Happy Birthday, Marsha, that people tend to like. Couldn't find it online. It's still kind of new, so I couldn't pirate it. Okay. Or I would have. Yeah. There's a documentary on Netflix called uh, The Death and Life of Marsha, and there's another one called Pay It No Mind, uh, which is on YouTube. Those are the two documentaries you can find if you want to learn all the stuff on your own. Yeah. Um, Sylvia, I just wanted to mention, uh, who's a very powerful person. After Marsha died, Sylvia moved onto like the shore of the Hudson River where Marsha died just fucking lived as a homeless person there for like two decades yeah uh there's some footage of that time and it's horribly depressing yeah sylvia just feels so broken by the movement and after marcia died she was just yeah. dead inside she kind of sprang back to life uh in 2001 she reinstated star oh nice and started advocating for trans rights specifically there was a trans rights bill in new york <coughs> that she was working on um, she passed away in 2002, but it sounds like she was – she in the footage, she looks great. She looks healthy again. I think she figured out her shit before, yeah. before everything fell apart. And uh, there is a group who is building a monument to honor both of them in Greenwich Village right now. The, the Marsha P. Johnson, Sylvia Rivera uh, monument is being built. That's awesome. Where is it being built? In Greenwich Village in New York. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, the last thing I had to say was there is also the Marsha P. Johnson Institute, which is a human rights and pro-trans group, kind of like Starhouse. Yeah. Uh, from their website, they say that they protect and defend the human rights of black transgendered people. It is our reclaiming of Marsha that we give ourselves permission to reclaim autonomy to our minds, bodies, and futures. Uh, we are founded as a response to both the murders of black trans women and women of color and how that is connected to our exclusion from social justice issues, namely racial, gender, and reproductive justice, as well as gun violence. So they are working on violence against black trans women and supporting people of that yeah. ilk. And uh, that's Marsha P. Johnson, motherfuckers. That's a great story. I can't believe I didn't know anything about any of this. Yeah. Um, odd that... I'm surprised there's not a book either. Stonewall is not taught in schools. Oh, no. And I don't not as far as I know. As far as I'm aware, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Can you imagine? I can imagine well, right now. I did write something about that in my notes that I don't think it played into the narrative when I read it. <laughs> yeah. But I think New Jersey actually just recently passed a law requiring that some type of LGBT history is taught. That's cool. But specifically, I don't. I don't think... I think it'd be really hard to get past even today, even though now, yeah, uh, gay rights, you know, people can now get married. That's even still pretty recent yeah. in our time frame. But uh, yeah, I could see, dude. Have you heard parents get pissed off about the shit their kids have to learn? It's not even has to be anything controversial. They're just like, oh my god, they're chasing that on my kids, girl. Uh, Common Core. They're always complaining about. Yeah, which I don't Matt. know. Maybe, yeah. maybe they're right. I don't know. Math and shit. They're like, this is ridiculous. But yeah, I know. Stonewall is not taught in schools as far as I know. Yeah. And um, Marsha, you know, it, it's not. She's to, to certain communities, kind of an unsavory figure. Homeless, prostitute, you know, mental health issues. But that doesn't mean that what she did is not. Amazing. And important. It's yeah. important to ask, why did she have to be a prostitute? Yeah. Why was she out there? There's fucking reasons for those questions, guys, that yeah. we're not talking about. Look, pull your five-year-old aside and tell them that sometimes men with peepees don't want to have a peepee. Yeah. And they have to, and then they have to sell their peepee to other men. Do you know why? I don't know, Timmy. You tell me. Yeah. You little shit. Now go clean up your fucking room. What is this? A macaroni drawing? Shove it in your ass, Timmy. There are people who have to have sex to survive in the world. Yeah. They do drugs because they can't handle the psychological torture. I'm going to shove this macaroni up your ass so far, you're going to remember. So, yeah. Maybe not that aggressive, but... God damn you, Timmy! <laughs> this is all his fault. Yeah. Well, Marsha, fuck, man. And that's why I ultimately... Literally, I started doing the research, and I was like, I'm not doing this. It's too serious for yeah. what we do here. And then I realized that not only does she not look for pity... She never looks for pity. You don't pity her for being a prostitute. She chose to do it because she was a survivalist. Yeah. And her personality was fucking huge. She was just an amazing personality. I'm like, all right, well, now we have to do it. Yeah. I feel fucking great. Well, this is a great episode. Fuck, I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have anything to wrap us up uh, with? I don't have anything cool to say. It's 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 also slightly depressing. I'm still digesting everything. Yeah. It's great. It's awesome. It's wonderful. It's just one of the. It's another scenario where somebody has to do something amazing take. because other people are shitty, right? Like like a reaction to shittiness. Yeah, and it's cool that people like that can rise up and do that kind of shit. But it's also hey, that's heavy. you. You're the reincarnated. Go do it. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm the shittier version. I don't do anything. <laughs> I just sing bad. That's the only part I got. I love singing. I do. Yeah, bad. that's something. 
Well, thanks for listening to another episode of People Time. Go ahead and click subscribe and like. Go follow us on Facebook. Recommend someone you'd like to learn about, and we will do it. Jesus, all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do all the stuff. Tell your grandparents about us. Uh, maybe don't tell them about this episode, but maybe other ones. Yeah, they might not like this one because if they're old. Yeah, if they're old, they might just get violently like, How dare they want their rights? She didn't marry Jesus Christ. I did. <laughs> I'm going to have his penis in heaven, not some transsexual. But seriously, tell them to like and subscribe. Show them how to do it. Yeah, you're going to have to show them how to do it. Yeah. Because your grandpa's not going to know. Hey, we love you, dabblers. We love you so much. Especially you, buddy. We're glad to be able to share you know, the shit we get to learn about. It's super fun. We're glad that we get to share it with you. Honestly, it's badass because uh, we wouldn't have learned this if we didn't have an incentive. <laughs> and we would have stayed. Stupid. Yeah, assholes. Ignorant assholes. Our conversation would be like, eh, Jennifer and Stephanie. <laughs> Rather than being like, did you know that Winston Churchill was not only in World War One and World War Two? I think that makes us the worst, though. Now, now we're... Actually, people. I don't think so. Actually, did you know? <laughs> I don't ever say actually. Actually, I say it all the time. Actually, yeah, me too. <laughs> I said that before, though. That's true. I think we were kind of know-it-alls before, but now, now we, we have do some know sort of, We at least have some, <laughs> some arsenal to hey, be thank, able to. Thanks for coming along for this asshole ride with us. Yeah. It's a good time, dabblers. Dabble yourselves thinking about it. Love you. Hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch.